with your host, Noel Dog. I got my iced tea here. I got my meme book. We got a good guest, so stay with us. We'll be right back with the iced tea meme show hosted by Noel Dog. And welcome back to the show. This part of my show is when I do my monologue, which is where I share my jokes on current event stuff. Without further ado, let us begin. In political news, Washington, D.C. went from a peaceful and vibrant town to a republic of the Korean DMZ in regards to safety precautions and measures leading up to and during the Biden inauguration this week. There was so much military presence, you would have thought that the current administration was protecting themselves from another Black Lives Matter protest. It was announced late last week who was on the list of the Biden inauguration guests, and shockingly, shockingly, it's somehow better than Trump's. Guests of that event include host Tom Hanks. He is hosting some event later on tonight. Garth Brooks, Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, Justin Timberlake, Demi Lovato, Aunt Clemens, and John Bon Jovi, just to name a few. I haven't seen such few minorities in a group since Trump created his presidential cabinet four years ago. It was made official in the news that Melania Trump was not welcoming Dr. Jill Biden for a walk around at the White House this Wednesday, unlike what former First Lady Michelle Obama did for Melania Trump Election Day 2016. A woman who tries to play off being innocent, she's a real fucking stick in the mud who hates Christmas. <laughs> it's being increasingly reported that President Trump might potentially be partying a bunch of people before he officially leaves office early Wednesday afternoon, as he will not be attending Biden's inauguration in a last-minute attempt to hold power. Trump hasn't let so many criminals go easy since last time he did this for them. Monday, it was announced that the MyPillow CEO, Mike Liddell, will be losing Kohl's and Bed Bath & Beyond as suppliers for his MyPillow after standing with Trump on election fraud claims. I don't have a joke for that because it's not surprising. It's official next weekend. We will see the Green Bay Packers versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Get it? Because it's a play on October 8. Anyways, um, next weekend in the NFC Championship game will surely be a magic for the ages as we spend an evening watching two old dudes trying to see who can throw it down the field the farthest only to get beat by someone someone the following weekend whose brother shakes his ass on TikTok. And good note, though, next weekend we will also see two fresh and lively quarterbacks as the Buffalo Bills take on the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game next weekend at Arrowhead Stadium. It'll be it'll be tough luck if Josh Allen and Stephon Dix lose to someone whose younger brother shakes his ass on TikTok for his high school girls and college-age boys' attention. <laughs> yeah, because those are the two demographics that talk about the most. In some sad news, it became a done deal that Drew Brees likely played his last game ever last weekend in a heart-wrenching loss to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the divisional round. Hey, at least now he can be racist all the time and not have to worry about losing his job. Broomsh. Well, it's official. James Harden is now a citizen of the great city of Brooklyn as Harden was part of a blockbuster trade between the Brooklyn Nets, the Houston Rockets, and the Indianapolis Pacers, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> I wrote Browns for some reason. For spending the entire, the entire 120, uh, after spending an entire 120 gigabyte iPhone 12s Worth of data ruining the Rockets team chemistry, the poison swamp has been drained just like Washington, D.C., except this time, Harden can do it another team for the next six years or so. <laughs> I'm one of the more funnier moments so far this new year was James Harden pulling a Charles Barkley after leaving the Rockets late last week. He went from truck driving, beer gut having, redneck dad to slim as a Dixon Ticonderoga pencil in less than a week. Meanwhile, Adele was saying, Oh, darling, that only took me a few hours after getting liposuction. <laughs> the, the, many, the many saints of new, new work. Is getting pushed back again from March 2021 to September 2021 in regards to the possibility of no one going to the theaters and seeing it. I find that to have just a small stretch of bullshit, just like Trump releasing his healthcare plan during his presidency. People not going to the theaters to watch the movie is like your grandparents not asking you something you talked about last time you saw them. For that did not happen is ridiculous. It's reported that there is mounting concern for Senator Ted Cruz and Holly to resign after some believe they were the ones who instigated the entire Capitol building riots last week. 
Jeez, for someone who's really been eating his ass, you would have thought he'd be gone by now. But um, uh, I didn't finish writing the joke. Um, wait, whoopsies. Did I skip an entire section? Huh, whoopsies, I skipped an entire section. Uh, earlier this week, uh, earlier this week, it was made aware that soon to be. That soon to be present Biden will be rejecting not just the Keystone Pipeline, but several of Trump's harmful executive orders that affect the environment. Now, when he goes to sleep at night, Biden can check off that these things along with making sure his dentures stay in again and he doesn't sniff little kids' hair. To the death of longtime host, at the death of longtime game show host Jeopardy, Alec Trebek died. Uh, after the death of longtime host of the game show Jeopardy, Alec Trebek. Died in the pre-recorded episodes finished airing. A list of filling guest hosts were announced earlier this week. Members of the list include Katie Couric, Aaron Rodgers, Bill Whitaker, Mayim Balak, and show champion Ken Jennings. I haven't seen that many white people in the lineup since the Buffalo Sabres signed the one dude who wasn't white. Get because hockey's majority white person sport. According to the online entertainment reports, the new Disney Plus series, WandaVision, is now the highest rated MCU project on Rotten Tomatoes. Last time I cared about something as useless as this was when my dentist told me to floss for the first time. Some unfortunate news, Patrick Mahomes suffered a concussion against the Browns, which puts the Chiefs' hopes of making it to a second straight Super Bowl in jeopardy. Patrick Mahomes doesn't magically heal like Ryan Granger fixing Harry Potter's glasses. Hello, Mahomes' brother Jackson functioned without living off of him and his soon-to-be sister-in-law. Boomsh. In more happier news, television icon Betty White celebrated her 99th birthday this past weekend in isolation. All right. Knowing not that Betty White has only made it this far in life and survived COVID proves again why she needs to be protected at all costs. Then again, that... That saying gets annoying, especially when every, every white teeny, teenage female says that on her Instagram story after visiting her grandparents for the first time in six months just for some IG clout. Brumsh. Late last week, it was made official that Urban Meyer will be will become the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars football team next season in hopes to rebuild a struggling franchise. This just goes to show that when a powerful white man does some sketchy things at a successful company, gets a free pass and someone from an order can't get further high. Brumsh. It's also true, though. It was made official that the hit TV television show Peaky Blinders is scheduled to end after the sixth and final season. This is sad news as hundreds of th- hundreds of thousands of British guys and stereotypical American gay women will wonder what they will model their, hair cut, their next haircut after. Brunch. It was announced on Monday that the Dominion voting systems threatened to sue Mike Lindell, my pillow CEO, for continued false claims in regards to election fraud. It's funny how just just now, four years ago. It's funny how just now, four years ago, countless Republicans wouldn't go near Donald Trump stench. Now they've completely gone up the leaky faucet that is his fat orange asshole and dove right into it and made themselves com- comfy for the last four years. Ba-dum-tsh. More sad news, the, le- the once legendary music producer turned convicted murderer Phil Spector died at the age of 81 years old due to COVID this past weekend. Now for being the founder of the legendary Wall of Sound and producing loads of talents in the early 60s up to the 80s, um, he lost it all as he was charged with the disturbing murder of actress Lana Clarkson in the early to mid-2000s. Musicians across the country gave their praise for his music abilities, but condemned him as personal qualities, such as Ronnie Spector. Some, somehow he got arrested in that fat fuck in the White House, somehow walked free for years, and had the nuclear codes for the last four years. During our state of events, ESPN announced that for the first time since 1961, the college basketball powerhouses Duke, UNC, Kentucky are outside, the, outside of men's AP Top 25 making rankings. This is heartening for Fox News anchors as three old white men couldn't get a bunch of basketball players to shut up and dribble. Ba-dum-tsh. It was announced Monday that Amazon employees in the U.S. would be voting on forming a union as Jeff Bezos' track to become being one of the richest persons in the world continues as well as the harsh work conditions and the full pay the workers get. Meanwhile, people overseas in sweatshops are saying, what are you whining about? We've been dealing with this since we were five, get it? Because people who work in sweatshops often start a job like that when they're really young since their small hands can be into small areas. Ba-dum-tsh.
In a stunning yet not surprising move earlier this week, the Los Angeles Chargers hired Brand Staley as their new head coach, which caused some fan opera. Just like the Baltimore Orioles, the Chargers have always seem to have find a way to be the laughing stock of their sport. That's it for this week's show. Stay with us. We'll be right back with our special guest, Jason Yang. Welcome back, everyone, to episode number eight, I believe, of the Ice Team Meme Show. Yours truly, Noel Dog, here on this beautiful Wednesday morning. Uh, earliest I've ever done it. So that's that's a new uh, milestone record, I guess, in the books when, when time long passed us and this is all over. Hopefully it doesn't end for a very long time. And look back in the history book and say, Nolan Carr, the old dog, and his new, next guest, his dear, dear friend, Jason Yang. Start the earliest episode, but without further ado, I'd like to th- welcome my good pal Jason Yang to the show. Jason, thanks for joining us. Well, yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Hello, oh, everyone. Well, well, I, well, I, well, I had to have you on eventually. I mean, I was, I was, to, to be honest, Liam Gagnon was supposed to be on this week. Um, our, 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 Liam Gagnon. Yeah, from the tennis team? Yeah, from the tennis team. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, wow. one of my former teammates. I don't think you ever – were you on the team with him at any point? Uh, I, I'm sure uh, – I think I met him a few times. Yeah, when, mm-hmm. when you when you come back. you I know for a fact you definitely watched me and his, match of mine, mine and his, but uh, however you would probably <laughs> say that. But, yeah. um, no, he was supposed to come on, but um, he, he, he couldn't because he needed an uh, entire fucking week to uh, regroup – um, and readjust uh, living back on campus, which I found that to huh. smell, smell a little bit of bullshit, but whatever. And then, the, <laughs> oh. and then the next week after that was supposed to be Matt Burns, another former teaming of my uh-huh. kid, you know, and he couldn't because he was really busy with schoolwork and track and field and, and stuff. So I had to I had to go forward a few weeks and have that person come on. So that was you. But I, I greatly appreciate you um, being able to do this and make the time. But uh-huh. what I what I want to uh, talk about um, and ask what it's been like for you. Uh, what have you been up to during this uh, second wave of quarantine and COVID? Second wave. Uh, like what? what what's, so, your life, what's your life been like during the second wave? Um, honestly, uh, not too different from the first wave, I guess. Uh, I did. I did just come back from Hawaii. That was pretty nice. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was. Uh, it was great. Um, so for Hawaii, there's a bunch of restrictions to travel there. You need to get tested. You need to get a special uh, COVID test beforehand to board the plane. Um, and then you got to check in every day once you're there. But still, it was great. I surfed every day. It was 80, 80 no rain. It was really nice. Uh, I, I saw my siblings there. Um, uh, that's awesome. Because they're living there right now, working from home. Which, which, um, which sibling of yours? Um, so all of them. I have three siblings. Uh you know, two older sisters and um, my older brother Derek. I'm the youngest of four. Ah, so all three of them are. Are they all near each other, or are they all different parts of the islands? Uh, well, they're all right now. They're all living in the same Airbnb. Oh, um, okay. Because they all have the ability to um, work from home as oh, they okay. are. They're all equipped. You know. Now, when did um, you when did you uh, leave? When did you leave for the trip, and when did you get back? So I left uh, on um, January seventh. And uh, I was there for a week, and I got back uh, four days ago uh, on yeah. the 16th. Now, let's see, what's the time difference? There? I know it's you know a while, but what, what's the time difference from here to there? Oh, five hours. It's uh, it's pretty substantial, yeah. Five hours backwards or five hours forwards? Five hours back, so it would be 5 a.m. right now. Oh, that's that's brutal. But I'm I'm sure yeah. the weather the weather is uh beautiful there. Yeah, yeah. The, the weather was great. You know, the water was incredible. Learned to surf. Uh. You know, like the time difference wasn't too big of a deal, yeah. you know. Um, 
you know, it wasn't like, you know, all those times I traveled to Asia or something where yeah. it actually be just the time it was in America, just the A switched to a P. But I'm, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure, though, the uh, the flight was really fun, that 18-hour flight. Oh, for China? Yeah, definitely. Oh, no, no, China. no, for Hawaii. Isn't Hawaii, like, a day and a half? Yeah, Hawaii is quite a while. It's some... Um, I connected in Dallas, oh, wow. so it's an eight-hour flight from Dallas, which is, uh, you know, it's not terrible. It's I saw terrible. saw a bunch of movies. I oh, watched like the entire Mission Impossible franchise, <laughs> uh, um, which you know are very entertaining movies. It's oh not, yes, uh, it's not something I would enjoy probably you know below forty thousand feet, but yeah, <laughs> still still a great franchise. Tom Cruise is great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He, well, he he was in the news as a race uh, recently for his. Uh, public spat against his uh, co-workers on the Mission Impossible set for now. Oh, yeah, uh, I do. Because uh, people weren't wearing masks on set. Yeah, I think I think there right, were right. two tech guys or girls. I don't you know, I want to be politically mm-hmm. correct. They were I think they were staying too close and he, you know, started cursing them out and flipping the hell out at them. But that was definitely <laughs> eventful. But uh, he's, yeah. he's something Tom Cruise on. But as, as someone who's, you know, smart person that knows a decent amount <laughs> and well, well aware of um stuff what are your what are your thoughts though hopefully for not just this our state of Island, but you know for the country as a whole whether uh at this stage or moving forward post covid post covid uh i don't know if i call this stage post covid um but well, i'm saying like you know post like after covid once it's gone or like now yeah that? right i know what you mean um damn it's tough you know the, the graduate uh, the the change from like, you know, pre like COVID to post COVID, it's going to be, you know, long and gradual. It's not going to be instant. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I worked at a restaurant um, for most of a uh, quarantine. Right. So um, I know, I sort of know what it's like to, you know, see the public world, uh, <laughs> I guess during, uh, you know, the virus and, yeah. you know, people are wearing masks, uh, you know, but like, other than that, there's not much uh, as far as like social distancing and um, yeah, you know, it's tough. It's tough. And like when I went to Hawaii though, like the, um, the restrictions in place for COVID were much, much more intense than Rhode Island, which is probably why Rhode Island, uh, you know, is one of the the worst States as far as, you know, cases, you know, to population. Yeah. Like, because in Hawaii, you know, uh, like okay, in Rhode Island, if you go for a run or something, you know, people will, you don't need to wear a mask or anything. You know, people yeah. will wave at you. They're, they'll be walking their dogs or something. They won't be wearing masks either because, you know, they're outside. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in Hawaii, if you're not wearing a mask and you're running, they'll, like, they'll do this, um, you know, this motion, you know, like, you know, putting their hands close to their cheeks and, you know, lifting them up. <laughs> Just basically telling you to put on your mask, put on your mask. And, uh, it, like, in general, yeah, the restrictions there are, like, um, a bit tighter as far as mask uh, wearing. Um, as far as social distancing, it's about the same, you know. I went surfing a couple times, you know, there are 20, 30 people in the water. None of us were wearing masks, you know. So I'm, guess- so, uh, so I'm guessing you don't think uh, Gino Mondo did that great of a job as uh, dealing with COVID. Um, well, uh, Gino Armando is, um, yeah, she, um, she, she had a lot on her plate, definitely. But no, I don't think... I don't think the best decision was to just shut down the the state for two yeah. weeks. Um, well, I mean, you, you know, I know I had a lot of friends who were, you know, out of the job because of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it did more harm than good is what I'm saying. Do you uh, think, do you think uh, that future, that 
president-elect who's going to be sworn in in the next hour or so do you think he can he'll be able to he'll come through with his promise <laughs> of 100 million vaccines oh uh i don't know much about politics man but um uh, i do know about his policy you know with the 100 million vaccines right he's ordering that yeah and he's like uh, hoping on the fact that you know like the second doses will be ready afterwards um i think it's a it's it's a gamble it's interesting yeah um if it works, that'll be great. If it doesn't work, that'll definitely reflect badly. Uh, well, I'm not a medical expert, so I don't know how long these doses take well, to that's, that's you know what, manufacture. Uh, yeah. That's what that's what they were. I mean, like similar to yourself, I'm not that into it, but you know, in the last few years, you know, you definitely become more aware aware of what's going on, especially with the former mm-hmm. prior leadership that was had in the, or that we had in this country. But um, mm-hmm. they were so one guy was saying that you know if he doesn't come through with this promise, because this is Biden's big promise. Um, It'll have a bad reflect, and he'll most likely already fail as a president. But it's hard to say that when you know who was currently who was in the White House prior to him. Anyways, anyways, um, another another part in the news for us: our our governor, who's now our former governor, was uh, selected to be the Secretary of Commerce, uh, the Commerce Secretary elect um, mm-hmm. of the administration. Uh, Gina Raimondo, our you know former governor, did you? Why didn't you hear about this? Did you hear about this when it was officially announced? Uh, or, you know, you know I, I think I just read on the news, you know, in passing that, oh, it was a rumor that Gina Raimondo would be selected to for that position. So, um, I didn't, is she actually not governor anymore? No, she, as of, I mean, I don't, I, I think they said online, I read online something that her, uh, a, not appointment, I don't want to say appointment date, but uh, her confirmation hearing is the 26th so that's you know in a few uh, week or so and um so she's not anymore and the lieutenant governor will then step in as the uh, the governor uh for the time being until the new election to a year mm. um well i mean as far as what i think i mean i know a lot of rhode islanders are uh you know unhappy with gina ramonda right now yeah and uh, i imagine that they're unhappy with uh, her getting a, like a promotion like that but oh, uh, yeah. as for me I'm sort of indifferent toward it, you know, Gino Armando, how Gino Armando handled the the pandemic is sort of not really correlated to, I, I feel like to um, her new position. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how she does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, sure you, she'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, you gotta give a chance. I mean, definitely she's, you know, a bit people don't like her and some people like her and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But anyways, enough of that, you know, political garbage, you know, that, uh, <laughs> that's, that's one of my least favorite parts, but I have to get away because, you know, politics has been a big part of this country the last few years um what i want to yeah. what, what i want to talk about also next is you know um the type bond we share in um one one area of you know history and that's tennis and oh definitely yeah. um we i had the good fortune although you know i watched from the sidelines for many years and then my freshman year i finally got the chance to play with them and for though for um for those who don't know what it's like or what it's about, you, my friend, are part of a rare group to be able to have played varsity all four years and in the starting lineup, if I'm not correct, all four <laughs> years. So for those who don't know, that's like kind of explain that, you know, the what it's like, you know, being a freshman, stepping up to a be part of a team that's, you know, been pretty successful. Right. I, I always um, I always, you know, will cherish those years in high school playing tennis. You know, it was great. It was it was an honor honestly playing for uh, your dad coach um and uh, uh you know i love to go back and help out but uh yeah it's 
great time in my life. Uh, love the competition, even though, you know, some of the people, you know, some great players, you know, Scanlon, yeah. Zach Johnson. I don't know if I should mention them on my name, <laughs> but, uh, you know, great players, mad respect for them. Um, and uh, honestly, uh, some of the best matches I played my whole life. Even compared to, you know, some of the college ones. Yeah. How do you, though, right. as someone who then moved up, you know, from doubles into singles and then uh, played top singles position the final two years of your high school career, how do you cope with, you know, you know, you're the top guy you're playing against all these guys who are playing you around and you might have to be, you know, the sacrificial lamb taking the defeat against some guys. How do you cope with or how do you deal with that um, internally? You know, uh, I actually never talked to your dad about this, or um, but like something that I sort of disagreed with him on, or was that like I, I don't I don't want to be no no I think he I think he would agree with me on this. Like I didn't see myself as a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, I saw like even though these guys were incredible, right? You know, and like you know some of you know best players I've witnessed, you know, with my own two eyes, you know. I still felt like there was a chance that I could beat him if I just like gave it my all, you know? Oh, yeah, um, you know, it was how I pumped myself up for, you know, each match. Like I loved, I remember like, you know, each time we had a match, even if it was against the team that, you know, we were expected to just completely blow out. I was yeah. always super excited. You know, I was always, you know, what, what new methods could I like, you know, like try to, you know, uh, defeat this new opponent or, you know, or like, you know, uh clean up this old one and uh <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a very um dramatic um outlook on uh, you know tennis matches still do honestly you know I well, think, I, oh I, it's I, time I, for me to destroy you you know that's what i think i'm match point well, well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see and, and the thing and the thing is though i think you know whether it be my personal opinion or you know my father's mm -hmm. coach and still is I, I think is what we can agree on both him and I and yourself and other teammates of ours past and current that you, you always gave your all, whether, you know, you knew the result was going to be one way or the other, you always gave yourself and never, you know, gave up until, you know, the last right, shot yeah. and you always, you know, level headed, but, you know, we, uh, we could always count it, which is always, you know, you, you need that, you know, when you're playing someone, regardless of their level, you know, you constantly need to be, you know, mm, thinking, right, right. I can take it, but, Unfortunately, high school, you know, doesn't last forever. So then you transition to club yeah. tennis. Right. Well, for, um, now for those, you know, after finding out, you know, what it was like playing high school, explain that process. It's a whole new process for some people to transition from one to the other, although it might not be, seem as big you know, a deal. Yeah, it was uh, definitely. Um, uh, I didn't expect to play club tennis, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I, I know you must have heard of all the drama involving um, you know, at the start of my freshman year, you know, my first tryout. And then uh, uh, I don't want to say his name, but our former coach back then. Um, and uh, that almost had me like, I almost uh, left the team because of all that, uh, because um, uh, I think, I think the coach was a little intimidated by my energy, um, which is, it's just great because I'm, um, something I figured out because of college club tennis is the importance of, well, I sort of, uh, I sort of figured this out earlier, but um, it's not something that I actually tried to integrate act, like tried to actively integrate uh, into my game, which is mentality, which is, uh, you know, the mental side of tennis, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, before you, you talked about, you know, how like, yeah, it's important for players to never give up, you know, even in the face of like uh, certain defeat. 
like, but I came to realize that in college, you know, that, you know, I, like I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm a pretty good player, not to brag. Yeah. So like, why can I not just win every single match? Yeah. So what, what, what at first um, started as a, you know, I can do this, you know, I can do this turned into, I will do this. Yeah. Like I, I like firmly believe and will not stop believing that I will like beat this uh, player in front of me. Now, and like that, that actually worked pretty well. I had a pretty long winning streak in my freshman yeah, year. Well, I mean, oh, uh, and that's you know, kind of my next point is that you know, someone like yourself, and I'm not, you know, uh-huh. I don't want to, you know, brag about myself. You know, we we come from <laughs> a okay. we come from a you know a team in an area where you know tennis is pretty prevalent, known for you know uh-huh. being one of the top teams for the last 25 plus years. Mm-hmm. But going to college, regardless of where it is in the country, and you're joining a team, you're gonna come up and face and be accustomed and see people with not the same talent level as someone who mm. experienced something as, you know, challenging or tough or experienced like our team. And how does one like yourself, who was a pretty successful tennis player in high school, mm-hmm. you know, accept and, you know, realize and you know, try to function with players, you know, and adapt to players who might not be at that same level in college? Um, well, for me, it's all about the fun of it. You know, if you just yeah. think about the fun of it, because, one of the blessings of uh, doing club tennis was, uh, you know, SK is a great team and uh, like it still is, but that was like, that was kind of a problem, you know, like some of our matches, you know, were sort of like blowouts, you know? Yeah. And then going into college, we were sort of an underdog team. We were like, uh, like the URI's club team. It's, it's good. It's decent. All right. Yeah. It's almost, uh, you know, national level. All right. But it just needs like one extra push. Okay. Yeah. And that's how I viewed the URI team. And I like, I actually really like that because um, it gives, uh, gives like me the opportunity to sort of, I mean, I don't uh, like not, not just like to play for them, but to actually like function yeah. as like a leader, as someone who can give this team that push. Yeah. And I really, um, I, I really enjoy the challenge that comes with every match too. You know, it's not often that uh, I get to play someone, especially, you know, now with quarantine, you know, yeah. Uh, that I get to play someone who's like, you know, either at my level or above my level. Um, and it's really great. Well, so I, um, for me, it's all about the fun, you know, if, like that's that's what like motivates me to, you know, keep playing for this team because, you know, the challenge. Well, what you what you kind of mentioned is, you know, what I wanted to, you know, kind of go over, you know, you, you talked about, you know, running the team, you know, you, you ran the team, you were secretary, correct? Um, that's right. I was secretary. Yeah. How, how is, how, what is, what is that experience like, you know, being in charge of all these different levels of talent, trying to keep them cohesive as a group compared to you know, <laughs> high school tennis where, you know, it's kind of all the same level, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely different. You know, it's, um, when I was in, when I was in high school, you know, being captain, uh, you know, it was great and all, but, uh, for the most part, coach was handling, you know, the reins of the team. Yeah. Okay. But, um, moving on to your, the URI team, you know, it's student run, uh, and each e-board member has like way more power than like a high school captain. Right? Yeah. So like, you know, I did like, I did as much as I can to make the most of it. Right. Uh, you know, as opposed to just sending out emails, <laughs> um, which, 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 you know, I actually had a fun time with, you know, I liked writing emails, but, uh, because I always like included something funny in my emails, or <laughs> I don't know, I thought so. But uh, uh, what like I tried stuff that went beyond the scope of secretary. Like you know, I signed about signed us up for matches. You know, 
much to, you know, some other players chagrin, you know, they, you know, sometimes they weren't expecting it, but, um, uh, what else did I do? I, I made those videos. You remember those coaching videos oh, yeah, I those, did with, my, right, uh, yeah. with the drone I had at the time. That was, yeah. that was good. I, I didn't expect anyone to watch them, but it felt good making them. Yeah. It was, well, it was fun. Well, I, I think that's what all, you know, it, it brings up a good point, you know, like, like uh-huh. you just said, talked about, you know, you're trying to yeah. come into this, you know, group with players, right. you know, different levels and different capabilities. And you're trying to, you know, take them to that next level. So, you know, they can be at the national rank and, you know, right. still be uh-huh. a very highly uh-huh. competitive team. And, you know, everyone mm-hmm. it's hard you know it's hard to do that because not everyone's accustomed to it so it might take a while and they might not want to but you know you try your mm-hmm. best you know for them to experience the best they can yeah. but from right. cl- college tennis to professional we go and i i wanted to mention this now now correct me if i'm wrong but it, to yeah. me it seems like every you know whether it be grand slam or every new calendar year for professional tennis there seems to be a a uh, new crop of talent that seems to be better than the class before that uh, what do you what do you think that ha- that happens hmm. um i think the obvious answer is uh the game is evolving people are figuring out uh you know ways to evolve the technique to you know to uh ways that you know oldies like you know and i don't know andy murray for example oh, but yeah. he, he doesn't know uh he doesn't understand like he can't keep up with the pace the ball like is going yeah. at you know Shots, forehands are going faster. You know, I just learned about this new um, uh, slight change in, uh, like, uh, forearm movement, I guess, you know, on the forehand that, like, gives you way more spin than before, um, you know, which people like, you know, team and uh, uh, Medvev are uh, implementing. The, the game is evolving so fast. So, like, yeah. uh, it's not something that I enjoy personally because what we're seeing in the professional game is, like um, – a departure from traditional tennis, you know, uh, yeah. like, you know, a finesse, not like not a game about power, but a game about finesse and uh, strategy. High speed chess is what uh, I think your coach, uh, what your dad describes <laughs> it as. Um, but more to a, just a power game where, you know, uh, both players um, s- sort of just stand behind the baseline and, you know, uh, compete to see who can hit it the hardest. And like, that's, that's, that's great. I can see how that's appealing, but it's not, it's not for me, you know. I'm going to miss the days when, uh, you know, Federer was in his prime, you know, yeah. pulling out shots out of nowhere. <laughs> um, when he retires, it'll be, it'll be a sad day for tennis, you know. Well, I just, might stop watching, to be honest. <laughs> well, it's just, it, it seems as though the talent keeps getting extremely better, but also, right. you know, extremely younger. Yeah. So you have someone that's mm-hmm. in high school that's <laughs> top 100 in the world, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? What the fuck is this? But um, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's the tennis portion or for the time being. What I want yeah. to talk about next is another love of yours, another love that's yeah. been around for a long time, and that's video uh-huh. games. Yes, of and, course. Um, uh-huh. And you, you have a special bond with them. You know, I, I've exhibited firsthand what that's like. And Yeah, I, yeah definitely. For the, for the people at home who are watching this or listening to this, and, you know, if you like what you watch and see, like, subscribe, follow on all podcast streaming services like YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, and so on and so yeah. forth. Um what are some of your favorite video games and, you know, le- or least favorite games and why? Oh, okay. This is a great question. Um, so, man, favorite games. Uh, I have a lot of, like, I actually have a list of my favorite games, you know, because, and they're all, like, my favorite for different reasons. You know, I like pretty much every single genre of games, like, except except for League of Legends. It's just, <laughs> but, like, that that's, like, because I, like, I'm afraid of getting too into it. That's why. But, uh, um. Some of the greatest games. Most of the games that I really like to play are uh, Japanese-made. You know, you see sort of like um, 
a design difference between American and yeah. Japanese games. But um, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 was a game I played um, last year. It's an American game, Rockstar. Um, really knocked it out of the park. It was an incredible story. <laughs> it actually it actually made me cry at the end. The ending was so good. Um, uh, what else? I like um, Portal 2. Um, not Portal 1. Portal 1 is a little too short, but Portal 2 really... Portal is a great concept. Um, I don't know if you... Have you played it? I've never played it. Okay, but um, do you know the concept? You have a gun and you shoot portals at walls and then you teleport. It's a it's a great concept. It's um it's uh it's very clever, and Portal Two really does you know um well with the like it really builds upon the portal uh idea, uh, you know with the great story you know longer length, um new mechanics. Uh, let's see what else. Overwatch is a great multiplayer game. Super Smash Bros. is a great multiplayer game. Um, a game I played recently during quarantine that took up most of my time in quarantine is uh, this game called Persona 5. And, um, oh, that game is incredible. The characters are well-written. Um, it's an RPG. It's a role-playing game, turn-based. Um, but what really uh, got me for that game was the style, just the, the aesthetic of the game. And you really have to see it because I can't explain how yeah. like the aesthetic works. And then the music is incredible. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, I don't know. I have too many favorite games to, to um, you know, I just take up the rest of the time if I just talk about my favorite games. Now, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that can be, a, that can be, you know, maybe in a few years from now, you can create yeah. a podcast that can be all about video games. <laughs> maybe. But um, maybe. Maybe. What, what we've, we've, t- we've had a conversation about this before many times yeah. in high school. And this is about, mm-hmm. you know, Tennis video games and right, which one yeah. is our favorites. Um, to you yeah. though, you know, from no one has, when, whenever it is, what for you though, what is the most realistic or most um or the best tennis video game that's, that's out right. there? Okay, here's the thing about tennis games. Okay, no one has done tennis justice. Okay, uh, I played, I think, basically every tennis game that exists well that every modern tennis game that exists everything past 2007 okay started with virtual tennis 3 which is a uh, very arcadey which is great um all the way up to uh, i just got this game um called ao tennis 2 which is it's it's tolerable okay but that you know games shouldn't be tolerable uh the problem with the tennis games is that you know like they focus too much on the simulation aspect, like FIFA, Madden. You know, yeah. tennis as a simulation is unfortunately not fun. Um, mm-hmm. There's a great game that came out recently for Switch, uh, Mario Tennis uh, Aces. <laughs> you know, they had they had a great. Did you see that commercial? Have you seen the commercial for this game? You know, where they have Nadal come on and they oh, play yeah, against yeah, Mario. Yeah, he yeah, plays against Mario. Funny. I thought it was. I thought that was great. But that game is. That game sort of does um, does it like well. Um, I think it could have had a bit more depth, but you know, uh, it's tennis, you know, up to 11, right. You know, you, yeah. you take the concept of tennis and then just like skew it in like crazy ways. So it's barely tennis anymore. Yeah. You know, there's special shots. There's like, you know, super speed. Um, that's, that to me is fun. You know, that's when tennis turns into a video game and like, you know, I, I feel like, um, uh, so I want to be like a game developer at one point in my life. And yeah. like, like that's, that's the type of game that I want to go on so to, that, you know, build a game because like, I do want to do like before, like on my bucket list is to do the, uh, like the tennis game industry, if there's such a thing, um, justice. Okay. 
Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what yeah. you'd like to do. You'd like to try to create an authentic tennis game. No, not it doesn't have to be authentic. It just has to be fun. Just one that you know prob- that probably <laughs> yeah. gives justice to the sport of right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I mean you know, you know my favorite Grand Slam tennis. That, that's my favorite tennis. Yeah, game. Grand Slam tennis is you know it, it's it, it's interesting. You know, it's just I can't do these games that where the technique is actually just bad. You know, yeah. like yeah. AO tennis has bad technique. <laughs> You, you want know, they, they, you want really good technique on the game, I guess. Um, right. Yeah. Another, another. See, there's very, very many things, or how we want to properly say it, that we share in common. Another one of ours is music. Uh huh. You're yeah. you're fa- you're a fan of classic '60s, '70s, and '80s rock and roll music, and other genres as well. But what's your other mm-hmm. genre? Why do you enjoy music so much? Um, uh, I was actually talking to um to my uh, friend Clyde about this uh, yesterday. We we um went to a record store in Providence for a bit. Um, I was talking to him. I don't really listen to music to uh, to enjoy it, but rather to like evoke an emotion or like yeah. capture a mood, you know. So, sure. um, uh, and I would say Pink Floyd, though, which is by far, far and away, my favorite band, is like is the that? only exception to that rule. What's that? And why is why is Pink Floyd your favorite out of all the other music you listen to? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a tough question. I. I'm not really sure. I, I tried to listen to other bands, you know, of, you know, the, the 60s, 70s, or, you know, other bands, modern bands, right? Yeah. Um, and they don't, they just, it's not the they're same. just not as unique as yeah. the sound of Pink Floyd. You know, Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, they're great, but they're not, they don't, I don't know, they don't, fat, like, Pink Floyd is like, you know, I feel like they have a reputation of being like uh, psychedelic, very psychedelic, right? You like, um, you like uh, music that lasts, that the songs are over eight minutes long then. I mean, it's not because a song is like longer than eight minutes no, yeah, that yeah, I enjoy. Yeah. It's just, and Pink Floyd has some incredible, oh, yeah. uh, you know, very long songs, you know, Shine On, I'm sure you oh, heard. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, all, every single uh, song from uh, Animals, great. Well, um, I have, I have. Um, speaking of records, I, I collect some myself, and I uh-huh. have, I have uh, Pink Floyd. I have, uh, um, I have the uh, the Shine on Your Crazy Diamond, whatever. Mm-hmm. I forget what album that is, and I have their. Um, uh-huh. I have a few of theirs. The album like that, you know. There's yeah. one of them. There's only a few songs on one side, but the songs <laughs> that are on that side are brilliant, and they're you right. know, thought out, and it's just it, it like you said, it invokes a. Feeling or emotion on the song that makes you just sit and listen, and you know, uh-huh. try to take it as much as you can. Right. Yeah, but, I was. Um, yeah. It, it's it, it's something that's definitely beautiful that you know it provides from music. Um, mm-hmm. What something you also is there any other though musicians or um, song? Uh, yeah, I guess musicians that you like besides Pink Floyd. Or is Pink Floyd just the only thing? It's tough. You know, sometimes uh, you know my roommate is super into music. Uh, and he, uh, I mean, he asked me my favorite band, and I said Pink Floyd, obviously. <laughs> but then he asked, "What's your second favorite band?" And I honestly don't know. Like Pink Floyd is just so far and away my favorite yeah. band. Like I can't, I can't pick a second. If I picked a second, it might be like a completely different genre. For all yeah. I know, right? Like you know, it could be Kendrick Lamar. I sort of like Kendrick's music. Um, uh-huh. Uh, but I, you know, I also like you know other rock bands like Pearl Jam is very good. Red yeah. Hot Chili Peppers is very good. Um, I sort of like Sublime songs, some of Sublime songs. So, so basically, uh, so basically, yeah. what what you're saying is that Pink Floyd is like Mount Everest, and all the other you know groups are sort of like uh, Yagu Valley. 
You know, how about this, okay? I think I think of Pink Floyd as music and everyone else is just sort of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I respect them all as artists and you know, some of them their songs are very good, but I don't know. Something about Pink Floyd just makes me like, you know. I don't know. It's um, hard to explain. Now you went over. You went over. Uh, I shouldn't say you went over, but uh, you studied abroad in Ireland, correct? That's right. Yeah. Um, and that that must have been definitely a, a interesting and cool and rewarding experience. But you saw you saw some music a concert over in Ireland, if I'm not mistaken, with some <laughs> friends. And that that's Abba, true. Correct? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was um that was an Abba cover band actually. Yeah, it was uh they're they're great. You know, first concert I've ever been to, first real concert I've ever been to, and uh, you know people were you know crazy for abba you know they're standing up you know i'm not a i'm not a huge abba fan you know like i, I like dancing queen is catchy uh some of the song you know the songs from mama me are catchy but uh you know they're they're not for me but um i love the energy the vibe of you know oh, the yeah. concert and i was thinking you know hey like what if i went to a concert for like an artist that i actually appreciate what if i went to a big floyd concert which right now would unfortunately be possible impossible you know not yeah. not because of COVID, because you know they split up, right? So yeah, so you could um, go to a, you could go to a cover band version of Pink Floyd. Yeah, actually, that that there's an idea. Or, um, uh, or I'm trying to think, or you know, if the uh, former members that you know are on their separate ways, so you always right, go to. Yeah. I'm sure they play. I know, like, yeah, Gilmore, Waters, yeah. they have their own concerts, but I feel like it wouldn't. It it would be great, but yeah. it wouldn't be the same as yeah, in, like all Pink Floyd, all like all lives. Well, that's what it is because you know I, i'm a huge uh-huh. fan of you know the beach boys music and the members of that group have split their way so although uh-huh. you know i'm sure both seeing both you know sides of it would be great but you you really if you if you like a group so much you really only want to see them you know fully together for the best experience um mm-hmm. um so now now what this is this next session section is yeah. um the video portion. So what I do, I have a few videos okay. here on YouTube that I've saved that uh-huh. a few of them I've played the last few episodes. Um, I have fixed the audio. So when I play this, I'll, I'll pause it real quick and ask if you can hear it. But um, it's the last trip. So I'm going to share a screen and you're going to I'll give a little context before each video. And then, you know, you just give you know, <laughs> your uh, your uh, your opinion on it. OK, so, my professional opinion. <laughs> yes, yeah, professional opinion. And what you think. So um, sounds sounds fun. So this first video, uh, so this first, so I'll play this and then you just say if you can hear it. Can you hear it? Uh, I can't hear anything now. Okay, let's let's do this real quick. Yeah. We're gonna do uh, more. Let's. Um, I love the search bar. Roger Federer, best shots. Oh yeah, yeah. I had, I had <laughs> you, to, you don't know how often I look that up. <laughs> I had to. Uh, I had to look up, put some other stuff in the con- in there because I've yeah. shown these videos for a handful of episodes now. Um, uh, so I, I can't just wait. Click, now I just click share audio. So now I'm going to uh, try it again, and then I'll just mm-hmm. ask if you can hear it. Good morning, right. Julia. There we hey, go. Joe. Yeah, you can hear it. Okay, so what this this guy's name is Joe, and he's you know contractor. Uh, construction guy or whatever it may be and he was at this gym and i found this uh-huh. guy through this podcast I listened to called the um your mom's house hosted by this comedian couple and they played this video uh-huh. of this guy who's who was working out at the gym and uh-huh. he found this girl that he found really interesting and he paid so much attention that he found out who she was through the um sign-in sheet and 
he then after they he finished working out, he found her outside and he went up to her and said, Hey, he, he said, you know, hey, I think you're attractive, this this and that and all this other stuff, and we should go out to eat. And she said, uh, mm, maybe. And then she, he took down her number, or she he put her number into he put his number into her phone, and then instead of just pressing um send, you know, the contact to the contact um icon, he pressed the call button. So now he has her number and he texted her this video, and this is what he has to say to her about that interaction. Uh-huh. Morning, Julia. It's me, Joe. Just wanted to say hi. Wish you a great day. Tell you that meeting you yesterday and getting a look at you was probably one of the greatest moments of my life. You were so beautiful. You don't know how beautiful you are to me. I mean, just you're gorgeous. You're precious. And uh, But it's been sitting in my mind when you said to me you want to go back with your ex-boyfriend. Please erase him from your memory. Don't ever go back in the past. I know because I've been there. And I understand when, you know, you're trying to find somebody and you go on dates and nothing compares to your ex. But there is that better person out there. And Julia, I promise you it is me. I will love you like you've never been loved before. I will cherish you. I'll make you feel like a woman, a real woman. And believe me, after you experience (laughs) me, you won't even know who your ex-boyfriend is. Damn. So... Open up your heart to me in your arms. <laughs> Let's go full throttle. Full throttle. I could see me falling in love with you. They just, I don't know, I just looked in your eyes and I just melt. Anyhow, I'm heading off to work. This is my cute little home. Every- okay, let's just take a look at this for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's got two f- ceiling fans in one room. Right. I built everything. Every square inch from crown molding to chair rails <laughs> to floors to lighting to plumbing, watch, doors, watch, windows. Watch. And another one. He's got three on four. So this is the type of guy you're getting. I'm a very <laughs> handy guy. And uh, I'd love to build you whatever you want. You're a sweetheart. Here so we go. I hope this video doesn't scare you, but that's how I feel. Oh, don't worry, Joe. It hasn't. I just want you to know that. Okay? Here we I go. I look forward to... Uh, going out to dinner with you so and... let's make it happen Mwah. ciao <laughs> so so the, that guy like i said joe he was working at, at the gym and he saw this girl they thought was unbelievably attractive and he went up to her after finding out who she was via the and she said hey i think you're so attractive and we should go to eat one day and mm. she's like oh maybe i'll go I, i'm thinking of going back to my ex-boyfriend he said no don't do that he shared his phone. He asked, can I have your phone number so I you know, can get, call you when I want to go out? And she said, mm, I don't know. So he, she, she took his number down. But what I believe what happened through the um, podcast listened to when they explained the story, that when he put his number into her phone, he pressed the phone the phone uh, selection button, whatever it might be, um, on the contact page. So then it called him. So then when he, when he picked up the phone, her number was, automatically already in there so he right, saved it yeah, and right. he saved he said he sent that video to her um the first mm-hmm. time and then he sent another video while he was driving saying calling him um his or calling her his girlfriend but um on a, on a scale to on a scale of one to ten how how cool is this guy um i mean 11 <laughs> you know really 11 we what makes him an yeah. 11 um because he's got so many fans <laughs> <laughs> all right no uh this guy is um, that's uh, 
<laughs> very clever thing to do with the phone, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, a bit. <laughs> you know, um, you know, it, I liked how he was walking around yeah. with his phone, you know. Just at the start of the video, he clearly wanted to show off his house, you yeah, know, how many fans wanted, he had. He, yeah. want, he, he wanted to show off that he could build uh, Julia anything he right. wanted. You know, like, you ever played The Sims? You know what The Sims is? Yeah. Okay, he's like the type of guy who, like, is a Sims YouTuber. Yeah. And he's like, you know, the video title is, what would happen <laughs> if we filled our room with only fans, you know? <laughs> and... Oh. You know, I just love that, you know. And then later on at the end of the video is when he says, Look at this house. I built it. No, it's a great guy, very charming. How do you think um, how about Julia, that? if you're out there? Um you're making a mistake. I know that that was that video was three years old, but like yeah. Julie, if you're with your ex, you're making a huge mistake. Well what well, well what happened was then after he sent after he sent the video second video later on so right. calling her his girlfriend and that stuff, it started to get a little bit more out there and then uh-huh. I think she ended up, you know letting him go and i think she ended up blocking on the phone so uh, i missed see. out on a great opportunity but how how do you how how would you rate his ending the video saying child baby to uh her would, uh would you do that if you if you found a girl that you thought was um interesting no of course not no <laughs> but you know it's um uh you know it's it's funny <laughs> you know i'm not julia so maybe i would yeah. be uncomfortable if i saw yeah. myself but uh, know, okay so i thought it was funny the next video, I'll get more context yeah. with this one. So this one, this guy is popular on TikTok. I don't know if you have TikTok or where it may be. And mm-hmm. this guy's, um, I'd say probably early to mid sixties, and he's a truck driver in Ohio. And he 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 does videos to give motivation and um, happy thoughts to girls who you know above the legal uh-huh. age of eighteen. He, um, and he calls them his mm-hmm. queen. He calls them his queens above eighteen. Wait, hang on. So he's a motivational speaker. <laughs> If you want to think of it that way, okay. you'll figure out why he may not be. And right, he's got see. merchandise that has king that says kings and queens above eighteen on it. And uh-huh. he, the pop this is from the podcast as well. He's I, I don't know. I, I would like to get your opinion on how cool guy this guy is compared to the other one. You thought yeah. Joe was uh-huh. cool. This guy's a whole nother. But here's the video. Okay. <laughs> Time to wake up, my queen. <laughs> Come on, my queen above eighteen. Open them beautiful eyes. There you go. You are so beautiful. I just love my queen above 18. Well, good morning. (laughs) All right, my queen. I'll go down and put your breakfast on. I'll get you some nice hot cup of coffee. You go take your shower and I'll meet you in the kitchen. Some nice egg cup of coffee. I love you too, my queen above 18. I will see you in a little bit. Yes, you look beautiful. All right, I'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay, so motivational, (laughs) motivational speaker. Very motivational. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Tim Robbins, Tony Robbins, who? Gary V. Who? Though out of the first guy, Joe, and this guy, who is more cooler now to you that out of these two guys? Um. Look, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want him to call anyone cool right now. You know, I feel like it's a trap. Uh, uh, here, here's the deal, okay? This guy is, I mean, well, queen above eighteen. You know, that's like, hmm, that's it's, like going into a bank, like you know, a bank to rob it. 
yeah. and just like shouting, I'm making a withdrawal. It's okay. You know, <laughs> or, or like, and you're actually making a withdrawal, but you're dressed in like a, you know, robbery clothes. You know? Well, well, the thing is with this guy is that he's yeah. caught some flag because there's definitely some people who are, um, uh, mind, mind controlled, like people who have voted for Trump, um, the last four years or followed him. They've been brainwashed. And there's some people who definitely love this guy and constantly because people, people are asking for shout outs for their girlfriends, the wives, the mothers, whatever it may be. And now he has charged them in ranging between five to $15 and what type of shout out he gives. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is there are also some people, you know, such as myself who, you know, find out, find that, you know, it's very uncomfortable and creepy. And there's one, one person who commented on a video of his, um, this makes me feel uncomfy. And on TikTok, there's a fil- function where you can, create a video and you can react to a comment above you and he was like what does this person mean by feeling uncomfy and i said in the comment section of that video i said uncomfy means when an old man like this is asking for uh sketchy photos from young girls or asking them to record uh send snapchat videos of them at their parties having fun and he said what does this mean you know i never ask girls to do this i never ask them to do this i make sure they're about this age you know this guy's saying i have pedophilia on his mind and he does and what the fuck and it was like it's just it's it's on it was unbelievable i saw this to think you know that this is you know completely normal but nowadays this is nothing new and nothing out of the ordinary with everything that's going on in the world and i just i thought so what i'm getting from you though is that if there was a situation where you were with a lady this isn't how you would greet her in the morning so wait hang on so this guy you can pay this guy to you know, oh, create no, no. a custom he, video. Like, the thing is, though, he's, not, is that, he, is that, he's like asking for, like, he's asked, like, usually some people just say, would just reply to your combat, comment with a video or in the conversation saying, oh, hi, how's it going, Or I would hope you have a good day. This guy is asking people to send him money just to get a shout out, just to get a video shout out or a message shout out or whatever it may be. Because, you know, like it, for their significant other. No. Yeah, but it, it's not like that's a function of TikTok. People don't, uh, people on there don't usually <laughs> yeah, do that. He's just asking yeah. that for, you know, extra income and, He's just a, oh, just a, a, a interesting guy, and this this POV <laughs> shot is you know a really good POV shot. Personally, I think. I mean, you have an overweight, old, obese man looking at uh, down at you, and I mean, to some demographic, I'm sure he's attractive. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yeah. probably, I'm sure out Midwest and down south where uh, the lines <laughs> well. falter between uh, you know, uh from uh-huh. uh, incest and all that stuff. But um, <laughs> okay. So and done done with that video. They're done with that creepy stuff. This this next stuff is you know a pretty cool stuff. And for someone who likes Marvel type movies and those type of characters, this this is a great in rock and roll music. This is a great video. Hello, this guy girl. this guy's from My this guy's from TikTok as well. And his name is Hague, and he likes to do impressions and he likes to dress up. Hello, girl. My name is Welvis. Actually, bud, I'm Welvis. Sort of a mixture between Elvis and Wolverine. And I'm as dangerous as it gets. Today I'm going to be showing you some moves I learned. So we have to crash up. Hey, 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 also, a cool karate. Uh, so. Oh shit, here it comes. He's at the claws. Maybe I 
Hiya. The karate. <laughs> the claw chop. Hiya. Oh shit, that Hiya. overhead. Yeah, that's right. Welvis, you're getting a little deadlier. That's right. I also got a bit of funk in me. He's got a bit of funk in him. Yeah, that's right. I'm Welvis. I'm more deadly than Wolverine or Wombat So that uh, that guy is popular on TikTok, and unfortunately now he's taking a break on the app for his mental health and so on and so forth. But this next video is him him as Wolverine's favorite character, which I love greatly. Okay, wait, hold on, no, and I think um, my video feed is frozen. It seems like. Okay. Huh. Hang on, let me figure this out on my end. I can see, like you're you're not frozen. Okay. Uh, but uh, the video itself is frozen. Hmm. So I thought that was actually part of the video for a second. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I, I can always I can always send you this playlist later, and you can always react to uh -huh. it on on your own. And I, I think it's working again, actually. Okay, so Here, if you move your mouse. Okay. Yeah. Nothing happened. Okay. It's frozen. Huh. Okay. Um... Here. Why don't uh? Hmm. Do you know how to send me the uh, pl playlist then? Oh wait, hang on. It's, it's it's back. Never mind. It's back. Okay, so this is yeah. this is him as Wolverine now. Uh huh. Okay, bud. Where's the girl? Now we can do this the easy way or <laughs> my way. <laughs> you want to start talking or should I start clawing? Because. These bad boys will no, but these bad boys love the taste of blood. Now, start talking with the mutant, or I will start clawing. And trust me, I will. Now, will I tell me, or will these tell me? They can tell me. Good. There. Really? Five guys with guns. There's a match for the Wolverine claws. Really great rule of thirds right now. Now. Let's try this again, shall we? Oh, wait. What's going on? Uh, shoot. Hang on. One sec. My phone is acting out. Uh, there we go. All right, go ahead. Oh shit. Over there. Good. Never mess with the Wolverine. <laughs> Do you think uh, what what's this guy's acting talents like? How would you rate it out of 10? Um I don't know much about acting. Well, um He's doing his best, you know. He's doing his best. <laughs> he's uh he, he clearly loves the character. Oh, yes. uh, I think he did the like not the best job of uh, you know getting his character right. I don't think he read up on his character well because <laughs> I don't think Wolverine acts like that. You know he doesn't <laughs> talk like a pedophile, unfortunately. 
or, or maybe fortunately, but um, <laughs> love the claws, love the love the. Definitely. Why is his, is his name Welvis? Is that his real name? No, the the guy's name is Haig. Haig. He's he's Australian. Uh huh. Oh, he's Australian. Wow. Yes. He did a pretty good job disguising his accent. So yeah. give him uh, um, props for that. <laughs> yeah. So he he tries his best. Um, he does a lot of different stuff. Um, on YouTube and TikTok. Uh-huh. Um, but now yeah, I was gonna play another video, but that, that video isn't good. But now I want to go to some of the tennis. <laughs> um, some of the uh, tennis videos. I want to play first my favorite tennis player of them all. It was Fernando Gonzalez for his monster forehand. Really? Oh, I'm surprised. Oh. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, <laughs> what a backhand. Oh. To be kidding me, that is gonzentic. That's what you call that. Gonzentic. That's more like it from Gonzalez. Brilliant. <laughs> Gonzalez at his very best. The thing was with him, I love about him is though, and it's a testament to the level of tennis that there was in the 2000, early to mid 2000s, uh-huh. is that yeah. he, he was so powerful with his forehand and his serve was pretty good, backhand was decent, but mm. he just he couldn't get over that hump because there were two big players at the time, and that was Federer and Nadal. Right, right. Besides, and you know, uh, Djokovic was making his way up, as so, so was uh, Murray. But the thing is, uh-huh. the talent level, though, for most of the 2000s was pretty even besides Nadal and Federer. Right, and yeah. The competition was good, and these athletes were, you know, very good players, just they couldn't get over. But the talent, though, compared to now, was just so was so different. Um, mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, um, this next video, though, um, is is one that you're definitely going to have um, hold dear to heart, and it's uh, Monfi. <laughs> okay, I have a feeling I've this seen this one. He's, he's in it now. <laughs> for, those who are, for those who are listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, and so on and so forth, who aren't seeing the video portion, uh-huh. there is a player. We just watched Fernando Gonzalez, this um, uh, South American tennis player. But this guy, um, Gail Monfi, he's from France, and he's known for his agility and flexibility on the court. And what he just did, he was he was returning a shot all at the back of the court and his spinning uh, jump shot. Um, which is very unlikely from many other players except for himself, and he's now known for this. But the net, too. Yeah, yeah, Montpiece is just an incredible athlete. 
It's just, and, and you know, like I just said about Gonzalez, is that you had players like Monfi, uh, Sanga, Sangas, and you know, all these players who, you know, were very good athletes, very talented, but they just, uh-huh. they couldn't get over the hump because you had players like um, Djokovic and Murray and Nadal and Federer taking over mm. the reins as, you know, the top positions and people couldn't get over, although Monfi definitely, you know, was successful in the mid 2000s. Um, more recently, he he's not hasn't been as successful, but he he's he's just an amazing athlete. And with this shot here, right, his racket yeah. face was ex- very close, very, extremely, and he was yeah, half, he right. wasn't even fully facing it. It was just an incredible man. Um, but, right, uh, yeah. Here is here is my dad's t- uh, one of his favorite. Players. It's school. Another ad, great. Uh-huh. Interesting choice of music already. Nadal is something else, that's on In the red ring. It was the height of the net, it was the spin, it was the depth that the Spaniard was able to keep, which enabled him to spin. What is this, 2007? I remember this outfit. Yeah, this is an old outfit. The time was right to strike, and didn't he do it superbly well? And for those who don't know who Nadal is, he's, no, do- he's a dominant player, one of the best of all time. And he's extremely dominant on clay court, so it's hard for anyone to beat him. Yeah, no one plays like Nadal right now. You know, his technique, his energy, no one, no one's like that. Well, what, right what, what he does perfectly, he, he'll get over as far as he can to hit his forehand, which is his dominant right. shot. Which most yeah. If you want to watch someone get some motivation, watch the dog because he never gives up. Yeah. His forehand could kill, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, four love against Djokovic. Wow. Although, although he these were the days you know, yes, when Djokovic they, didn't win everything. Yes, and Nadal was dominant. Although Nadal yeah. has lost a lot of hair, he hasn't lost any bit of his talent level. Man. 
There's no, there's not gonna be another player like Feder. Unfortunately. No, He's very methodical and he doesn't show that much emotion and he doesn't do a lot of fist pumping except for the big big time moments like uh Nadal or maybe Djokovic or something like that. But mm. he's he's just he's such a uh He's cool, he's collected. Yeah. He he's such yeah. a uh rare he's creative. For, uh, oh yes, very creative and he yeah. he's many people try to duplicate him but n never can anyone replicate him and yeah, people like, that's people right. like people like our former our teammate on the club team Dennis try to do the tweener, but no one is Federer. No one can <laughs> Dennis. Um, uh, no, ma no matter. Like to shout out Dennis for his phenomenal uh, effort on the team. By the way, oh yeah. yeah. If you're listening, Dennis. If you're listening, no one. You should invite him on. Okay. Oh, God, Dennis, if you're no. listening, I'm I'm ordering you as sort of the coach, your coach. Okay. To go on Nolan's podcast. Yeah, go, come on my podcast <laughs> in a few weeks. You know, if it doesn't work out yeah. near the end, you, you can come on. We can discuss why yeah. he thinks he's the next Federer. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, he's just he, – Federer is just an amazing talent. Similar to Nadal, although he's gotten older, his talent level is, is still there. And he's just mm -hmm. he's such an amazing player. And he's, you know, he, he's, and he, he's completely different off the court, too. He, you know, he's worth a hell of a lot of fucking money. And he's a businessman to the highest extent. He's just, it'll be a sad day when both him and Nadal retire. Right, um, yeah. Sport. Um, and Djokovic, so, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Djokovic. I, mean, I, I love Djokovic, yeah. but uh, yeah. he, he's, he's been up and down the last handful of years. But without um, without that, without further ado, like I said yeah. earlier, if, if the one, if you're watching this and you like what you see, hit the like button, subscribe, share, follow, all that good jazz on YouTube and share with everyone. And if you're listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, and all that other good jazz, Apple podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave a review for yours truly, Null Dog. And this great episode with Jason Young, his good friend. Um, but now the last portion I want to talk about briefly is more personal, which I like to do in this. I like to talk about kind of um, how we got to know each other in our friendship and so on and so forth. But, um, mm. um, do you remember the first time um, we met or um, was it kind of just like there and then, you know, started to know each other better as you know you got older <laughs> there's absolutely no way i remember from when we first met because we met maybe in first no second grade when i was in first grade yeah because you're you're something. two years above me so you, it would have been right. me in kindergarten you in second grade <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> well, see i see i yeah. don't i don't remember it on the task court but i remember yeah. a few moment a few memories on the school bus when we were right peace still in Oh we, yeah, the school bus, bus six, right? Yes, bus six, Bob the bus driver. And <laughs> right. the thing is, you 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 weren't on the bus a whole lot, um, as far as I remember, because I remember Bob would always come by and he'd always come to pick you and your brother. That's Derek right. Up. I was late a lot. Yeah. Yes, and, and you <laughs> and Derek were never there, and he'd always be aggravated because he'd be sitting and sitting and sitting, and then yeah. he'd just leave because you weren't there. But a few times you were coming, it'd be me, you, your brother would be sitting behind us. Um, Calder would be with us, and right, uh, right. Ben Traeger would be there. Yeah, the Traegers, right, right. You'd all be playing on your uh, Game Boy Advance or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I forget what games it was, but it was really... This is loaded, the baseball game. Yes, and it, it was such a magical moment because I know that for a long time, your parents didn't like you playing video games and uh, mm -hmm. until... Uh, Still don't. <laughs> un until my father um, 
exposed you on your senior night for playing video games. Really? Um, oh, you shoot. You oh, right. That? Yeah. I don't remember. I would love to, you know, read your dad's speech again because, you know, he, he gives out speeches for all the yeah. seniors on senior night. And I, I forgot what he said, but I'd love to hear it again but, because um, I'm sure it's very interesting. Because there's a, there's a few, there's a section on the senior night speech we can get to later, but um, in more mm-hmm. depth, but um, there's a section where it's like, uh, uh, like uh, traits or unknown qualities or a special talents that you have. And I remember giving your speech <laughs> right. to something about video games and my dad mentioned that and everyone starts laughing. Of course, you know, the Keo boys, our yeah. favorite teammates in the world, just kidding. Um, <laughs> and, and like, oh, cringed face and like uh, uncomfortable and um. Then we look over to your parents and your parents are stone faced and um Yeah. It was just that's it, uh night it was like a coming out moment, you know. Yeah. It was my coming <laughs> yeah. out moment. I don't wanna yeah. actually I don't wanna equate that to coming out, I'm sure, but you know it's that was out. my coming out moment. Um, but, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but that was it. Then you know, obviously, you know, as time got on, you know, you uh, uh-huh. I'm sure you probably stopped riding the bus and then you um eventually, you know, obviously went to different schools and we were a few years apart and then we uh, then obviously high school back together again and um or right. me watching from silence as you were moving your way up in the lineup um uh. but w- w- for you though i mean obviously you can say whatever you want about playing with me but w- what was it like though you know as as teammates on the team at the same time oh it was um i mean uh hmm, i'm trying to remember so when i was uh, a junior when i was uh, i had I was one singles for two years, right? Yeah, so junior junior. I was on. I okay. wasn't really with the. I wasn't with Varsity. I was. I was near. Okay. JV. Uh huh. But um, no. I, I mean, definitely for myself though. I think although yes, we might not have been together. Um, uh, my first year in John Biller was there. <laughs> um. Uh, no, I, Man, I definitely. So I many definitely, memories coming back. Yes, wow. I, I definitely <laughs> think though when we would go indoors because most teams. You yeah. know, who aren't the top teams in the their division or state when it rains right. or snows where maybe or it's too windy they cancel practice and don't have it whereas us we go inside at the middle school gym because you know my father's fortunate to be the gym teacher there we yeah there, we train for three hours three and a half four hours right. really working on technique and stuff and i think yeah, yeah. um when that was the few times we were together besides when they'd be the state individual tournament or so on and so forth um you know that was you know some of my best memories because you know, when it came to playing, you you were serious. Yeah, you like to joke around afterwards, and you're always there to motivate someone, even if you won or lost. Uh-huh. And I think you, I think you know that was what my father enjoyed because you were so funny and dry. <laughs> and stuff like that, that it was I don't so think funny. I tried to be no, funny, it, but yeah, you, did, you, you were serious. Well, that's the thing. That's, oh, maybe maybe I tried a little. Yeah, yeah that was so brilliant though that you know, yeah, and you you know you always wanted to push whoever it was, whether it be the bottom person or the top person on varsity. It was right. always you know trying to make sure, you know, they were better for the better of the team because, you know, you, you generally cared for everyone on there. Um, uh, yeah, I loved I loved the, the tennis team. And, I, you know, I said that at senior night and yeah. Yeah, definitely meant it. You know, I love the SK team. I um, uh, always will love the community, every single player, you know. How would you, though, you know, I mean, obviously there's people, you know, who play, you know, every sport known to man, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but yeah. For those who don't, for those that know what it's like for us, because our senior night I think is pretty popular amongst, you know, high school sports and stuff so but it kind of explains yeah. what that experience is like for someone like yourself and that has experienced that that night for them oh man um so that night i remember you know uh <laughs> like me um you remember the seniors right bento yeah. you know uh dan um uh, curtis right curtis was there yeah. also there okay i remember you know <laughs> me dan and uh 
uh, Bento were all talking about, oh man, what are, what are the juniors going to, you know, because everyone wrote speeches for us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were all thinking about, you know, what are they going to say about us? You know? And I remember like just lying down on the grass with them, you know, great moment. We're just talking about, you know, damn, we're, we're going to miss this. Like, you know, it feels like, you know, this is the now right now, you know, we're, we're on this team now, but you know, soon it's going to be gone. And, you know, yeah. I remember, um, my brother cried during his senior night <laughs> and uh, you know, I was kind of afraid that, you know, in the moment I would cry too, but uh, I didn't end up doing that. And I, I never felt like I had to, you know, but um, still, it was a very emotional moment. It was, oh, sure. um, it was, it was really something else, you know, it was, it's, I remember like, you know, when we were like me, Dan and Bento were talking about being captains, you know, we just, I remember just every experience, every major yeah. experience, like on the team, just flashed through my eyes. Well, it was really something else. You, you want to, you want to, you know, take it as much as you can because, like you said, it goes yeah. very fast, and you, you can't mm. get it back. Um, mm-hmm. um, for for you though, you know what I also admire for you, and what my father definitely does admire about you, is that you come, you've come back many times um, since you've um, graduated high school to come back and help the team and practice and hit and. Uh, yeah yeah that's them, true which is you know, definitely an admirable <laughs> thing and that's another thing that yeah. um our sport is very fortunate to have compared to other sports that can't have that where um you have alumni coming back and what is that for someone you know when you were on the team for someone to have experienced that to have alumni players come back what, what was it for you for like oh man i mean i actually almost applied to be um assistant coach uh part-time um you know when i was in college but yeah it was, it's always great coming back you know even if i don't know you know even after you know all my uh the, the like the friends i made you know the year below me like greg uh, matt you know even if they've left you know it's always good to see new talent you know uh yeah. new people interested in uh you know the sk team um you know being part of the community oh, uh, sure. and like you know like it, it's always you know a pleasure to come back you know to drive back into that parking lot you know yeah. Like memories come back once you do that. Right. I don't know if you've, yeah. uh, you've done like had the opportunity to do that, you know, drive back into the lot, you yeah. know, walk up to, you know, take that walk to the courts, oh, I have. you I, know, walk I, I across have. the bricks. I know, I know what that's like. Yeah. 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 It, it's definitely. It's then you definitely go around. Something. I scan like the courts and say, <laughs> you know, to say to myself, all right, who here sucks the most, who here needs the most help. <laughs> in the uh, most yeah. in, in the most respectful way of course in the like. most as respectful in, in the kindest way possible yes. but deep down you <laughs> deep down you want to wipe their ass off the court uh, um well deep but, down i want them to get better you know? yes this oh, team, yes obviously you yeah. Know, yeah. yeah it deserves their best right yes so, um what yeah. i what i found interesting though you know and but i'm not surprised though is that um via my father was that you you want to create or um put together a, a tennis tournament alumni tournament um yeah yeah that's right yeah what was, what was your i mean obviously you know covid happened so you can't do that as of now right um, that was, was um what, what was your why did you want to do that i mean not, not that i have anything problem with it just what was your reasoning and you know mindset for wanting to you know do that oh yeah that never happened actually like i'm, I'm really sad that it didn't happen but a lot of stuff happened in my life at the time that you know i couldn't have it like you know, work it out. But, uh, what was my mindset? I was thinking, you know, you know, like being on the team was such a good experience. And then like to have the seniors be robbed of their last season, yeah. you know, because of COVID was just, you know, like the saddest thing. And like, it, I imagine that if it happened to me, I'd just be like, Oh yeah. I don't, I don't, I didn't know what I like. I'd be furious, honestly. I mean, so what I was thinking originally was, you know, to see like, th- this is pretty ambitious, but like, 
my original idea was to have, uh, you know, go around like the league, the Rhode Island Interscholastic League and like talk to coaches and see if they wanted to, you know, schedule small tournaments together. But looking back on it now, it probably wouldn't have happened. Um, yeah, but like my mentality was just, you know, like these seniors, like all, even not, not just the seniors on the team, but yeah. like the seniors from every team, they, they, they deserve an opportunity to, yeah. you know, actually have a season or like some resemblance of a season. And yeah, uh, really it's too bad that it didn't happen. Yeah, it's, it's, un, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate that so many, you know, seniors didn't get right. to experience that senior season such uh-huh. that maybe we experienced. Um, yeah. But it, it, it gives you a great mindset to think, you know, Hey, you know, compared to other things, there's more important things than, you know, this uh, season, at least I, uh, you know, I got to experience mm-hmm. somewhat of a career. Um, yeah, for, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, now you're, you're no stranger to Slater park, whether it be individual Slater park, or right. <laughs> team t- playing. So for those at the home, at, at, at the home, um, at home, listening or viewing this, um, mm-hmm. what, what's that, ex- what's that experience like? You know, kind of describe what it's like playing Slater park for, you know, an individual tournament or, you know, in the state tournament for, you know, the team wise at Slater park. Oh, well, um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is pressure. There is a lot of pressure. Yeah, you know, sure. I kind of did my best, uh, during, you know, my season to sort of, uh, you know, be cool under pressure and, uh, you know, for regular matches, you know, it worked out, but Slater Park is just a different story. You know, there's actually stakes, you know, single elimination and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's... Um, you know, I played some really tough opponents, you know, uh, um, like, you know, I remember Sam Miller uh, oh, yeah. was, I think, my opponent in the finals. But was that both years? Uh, both of my uh, junior and senior year? I think, um, yeah, I forget. Because when Greg won it, which must have been, which was your... Which was your mm-hmm. senior year? It was Smithfield, right? And then no, because Smithfield was it no, Smith, was it was, uh, the no, Smithfield was the year Greg played freshman year in the finals and we lost, and then right Barrington was your junior year in the finals. Yeah, because I remember huh. I remember uh, Julian Tian um, backed out last minute to play some tournament, and everyone had to move up, and Chris Goo won it. Uh. Okay, that, that that sounds vaguely familiar. I thought um Hendrickson was the second seed in in my senior year though. We played Smithfield. I'm surprised. What happened? Did they lose to uh, Did they lose to Smithfield? Hendrickson? Probably yeah, because I remember huh. Greg played uh, Chris Piva, Chris Piva on court three at Cedar Park, and he won it. And then, um, and then the year prior, my my freshman year was yeah, because Chris Goo beat whoever the hell it was at four uh-huh. singles against Barrington, and then the next year it was um. Smithfield, I think it was. Um, That's yeah. hmm. and the year after that, it was um, Hendrickson, I believe. Man, I'm surprised. Uh, Hendrickson had a very solid lineup. Oh, yeah. uh, senior year, you know, they were clearly the number two in contention. I mean, hey, you know, a um, friend a, Adia, you know, on, who's also on yes. the URI team now. You know, he played, and he was only their second best player. Um, He's a great player now. There, so. there, there was one thing that was always certain, though, regardless of it was Sam Miller, uh, whoever it was. There's was always a definite. Yeah. 100% chance that you never, ever were going to lose to Chad Doyle, correct? <laughs> Chad Doyle. You know, Chad Doyle is a great is a great guy, you know. Uh, like, now that I've gotten to sort of talk to him, you know, like at the URI club tennis meets, you know, he's a great guy. But yeah. in high school, you know, I made it my mission to just destroy him, you know, every time because I just had – I had a vendetta against this man. There was <laughs> Because there was just well, this one incident, you know, 
that that happened at this tournament that I played him in. <laughs> and I just, you know, it was a very, it's a very, it was a very petty thing, but yeah. even so it actually made me play better against yeah. him. Oh, so, sure. you know, I, like, I, I don't, I don't really regret it, <laughs> but yeah. now he's a, he's a great guy. Um, and um, yeah, he's a very cool, great player. Honestly, okay. uh, never, never for once underestimated his, uh, oh, yeah. his skill at tennis, you know, um, like he's um, yeah, he's great. But uh, so I, I the, the last few things I want to mention. Um, is yeah. You have a love for you. You have a love for many things, but you also have a love for burgers. And you created right, a, right. You, at one point you had a burger Instagram account. What, what, what was that all about? Man, so it. many people have talked to me about this. You know, like where has your burger blog been? And like the, the truth is, like I never kept it going because it just wasn't popular. And like <laughs> you know, I instead of taking pictures of burgers, I'd rather just eat them. Like yeah. you know, it's just why why waste time. Like, uh, you know, taking a picture of a burger, like, yeah. even if it's like just for a second, you know, um, something I got into recently is cooking and, oh. uh, I've been on a quest to like, you know, make like a perfect burger yeah. just at home. Okay. And the problem is we don't really have, we, we do have a grill, but like, I don't, I don't want to get propane. I remember <laughs> in Hawaii, I made some, when I was in Hawaii, we did have a grill at our Airbnb and I made some pretty good burgers there. there um, go. but, um. Yeah, about that burger Instagram, you know, uh, it'd be interesting to start it again. But the thing is, you know, with quarantine and all, I don't know how many burgers I'll be eating, yeah. <laughs> at least from restaurants. You know, maybe it'll be a cooking Instagram instead. You know, talk about recipes I made or, you know, something. Would you, Would you ever Would you ever want to coach a team in the future once you get out of college, or is you know something um, huh. that um, <laughs> don't want to do anymore? Ah, uh, man, that's a tough question. I I guess I never really thought of it, but um. I guess the question is, would I be a good coach? You know, and um, I think you would. It's 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 true. Well, thank you, thank you. But um, it's tricky. It's um, it's not as easy as like you know. I'm I'm a major in uh, like computer science or yeah. computer engineering. So if I'm going into the field in computer science, like I don't know how what gateway I would use to also get into tennis, like yeah. coaching a tennis team. Because if I did, it wouldn't be a USC TA team. It would like be the same experience I had. It was it would be either like college or um, yeah, something that's uh, yeah, uh, yeah, high school, right? Yeah. Because like, you know, um, I would love to, but um, who knows? You know, I, I don't know. It's I definitely love to, but it's just the opportunity. I can't imagine the opportunity appearing. But if it does, yeah. de- um, definitely, definitely, definitely straight. Well. Mm-hmm. I, well, this has been fun, Jason. I, 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 uh, yeah, this, definitely. This, this has been great. I, I want to thank mm-hmm. you again for the billionth time, and I will continue to thank you for taking the time out of your, I'm sure, busy life to uh, come on my show, my little show that I do, and you know, have a conversation with me for an hour and whatever it is, 15, 30 minutes, and discuss all stuff, music, sports, life, and in general. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Any social media ta- handles or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you all well, set with that? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. You can like my two grand total of two posts on Instagram at Jason Hua Yang. Um, uh, Twitter, I don't, I don't have a Twitter. Facebook, I don't really use Facebook, but um, I'm hoping to make a website soon. So mm-hmm. uh, you can all check that out when it comes out. Yeah. Um, um, we'll see. <laughs> well, I'm going to plug if If you like, like, and I said this before, if, if you like what you have listened to or watched, leave a like, comment, subscribe here on right. youtube turn on post notifications so you know when new stuff is updated if you are listening to this on spotify soundcloud apple Podcasts, and so on and so forth follow uh subscribe if you can like share all that good stuff and 
so we can keep this going. So each show can be better and better. And I want to thank Jason for coming on. And all I have left to say is, you know, take care, stay safe. Hashtag, this is a new year for all of us. It's going to get better and stay new and scheming. See ya. Bye. For coming on today. I want to thank you all for watching this great episode. Catch us next week around the same time for another episode of the Ice Tea and Meme Show with Noel Dog. Take care and good night. Thank you.